Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. Current events, local, world news, and what's trending. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario. Monday night, so come out and join me. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I know I was supposed to be out here at uh, 9 p.m., but here I am. I just got caught up in a in a, uh, a show that uh, was really quite interesting, and uh, well, what can you do? So after my my show this morning. Um, I was uh, looking at some uh, other news about this uh, this lockdown here in Ontario. And, you know, the COVID-19 um, rules during the lockdown. And, Hey, how you doing, Pink Squirrel? Thanks for joining me. I'm sorry I was supposed to be out here at 9 p.m., but uh, I got caught up in uh, a program. Um, you know, it was like the like the Three Stooges of organized crime. Uh, it was just hilarious. I was no, I was supposed to be out here at at 9 p.m., but here I am. So. Yeah, no schedule really, you know. I mean, I did put it up there for 9 p.m., but uh, you know, like I said, uh, I had to, I had to finish watching this program. So, you know, so I was reading this um, uh, story this morning after my my morning show, and um, I just, I just, you know. No one's supposed to be gathering in large crowds during this lockdown. So there was more than a hundred people. They gathered at a uh, Wheatley, Ontario church for the second day in a row. Over a hundred people. Now, in, in these areas, these rural areas, um, a lot of Mennonites. Um, live out there. Um, here, not far from where I live, uh, around the Elmer, Ontario area, there's Mennonites. Um, there's a couple of uh, uh, Mennonites who who run a church. Um, at some point in time in January, they they will be going to court as well um, to face. There are fines and charges for large gatherings. So this one here was, you know, a hundred people not wearing masks, not social distancing, gathered at this old uh, 
Colony Mennonite Church Saturday morning where uh, a 50 year old gentleman took responsibility and was charged under, re under the uh, reopening act. Hey Laura, how are you doing? Well, we got we got Pink Squirrel and Laura out here. That is just awesome. Oh, you two, uh, you kept me up late. Slept in this morning. It was like 10 o'clock when I woke up. That's like, shit. You know, I was supposed to do a 9 a.m. show. So, you know, go out and grab my coffee and come back. And it's like, yeah, you know, I got to do my show. I mean, it's, I can't let my fans down. I can't do that. You know, just like tonight, I was supposed to do a 9 p.m. show. I can't let my fans down. You know, so this 50-year-old has taken responsibility and he's charged under the Reopening Act. And then on Monday, yeah, you are actually, absolutely you are, yeah. See, you are. So, and then on Monday, today, um, the office again attended the church. And um, again, you know, these people are charged. So, you know, with this, this new strain um, going around of COVID-19, um, here in Ontario, we got reports of four people who have tested positive for this new strain out of the United Kingdom. So uh, it's gonna be interesting and, and see how fast this shit spreads, you know? Um, you know, the current regulations right now for any gatherings, for indoor gatherings, is only 10 people. And only, you know, 10 people outside. So, you know, even to do outdoor activities right now in the city of London where I live, um, we have two outdoor skating rinks that people can enjoy over the winter which uh, it's prohibited to even do that. And I was watching the news and I decided I'll just watch the, the, the uh, Toronto news and see what's going on there. And um, at their city hall, they have a place that's called the Nathan Phillips Square. And um, the weather lady was out there you know, talking about the weather and stuff like that, and people were skating outdoors. And I'm thinking to myself, I thought Ontario was supposed to be in a lockdown, you know, skating rinks and, and things like that are shut down. So I had to, you know, go online, find out, you know, what's going on here in London, Ontario with the skating rinks. And yes, the two outdoor skating rinks um, are closed. The public can't use them. So, and then these people gathering, 100 people at this church, you know. And then um, I think it was uh, last week, um, 
this, uh, the Church of God in Elmer, Ontario, not far, maybe 40 minutes from where I live. Um, there was a couple of uh, uh, older gentlemen, um, they were in their 80s, and they were going around putting up signs, you know, around the little town of Elmer and the county saying, please wear masks. So this uh, gentleman um, who is uh, part of the, of the, uh, the Church of God um, got upset about what these two gentlemen were doing. And a confrontation arose and he pushed one of the 80-year-old gentlemen to the ground. But only to find out a few hours later that he needed to go to the hospital, that he had three cracked ribs. So this gentleman who is uh, part of the Church of God, he's being charged for assault. You know, sometimes I wonder what goes through people's heads. You know, I mean, this the people who run this Church of God, I mean, they're totally against these mandated rules about mask wearing and social distancing. Um, they're the organizers of some of the, um, uh, you know, of, of the large uh, marches, you know, um, which um, they're, they're, they're being charged um, under the Reopening Act as well. So, you know, it just really ticks me off. You know, when I, when I see this in the news and, um, you know, Mennonites, um, you know, they're nice people. They keep to themselves, they're hard workers, but for some reason, they just think these rules don't apply to them. You know, they're, they're a community that keeps to themselves and, you know, the laws don't apply to them for some reason. You know? So they could be facing, you know, up to $100,000 in fines for holding these you know, church services of over a hundred people, you know. Now, if they just did, you know, hold church services once a day with 10 people inside, then they'd be fine. You know, but people don't go to church Monday through Friday. They go to church Saturday evenings or they go to church on Sunday. So, but, uh, you know, whole, having a hundred people in the, in the building, not wearing masks, not social distancing, um, you know, they have outbreaks in that community of COVID. While back, I was reading an article when they had the, the big march in Elmer, Ontario. There was a woman in the photo and she was holding up a sign. She was a Mennonite. And she was holding up a sign 
that said, I'd rather die of COVID than die from loneliness. You know, there's a real problem with that statement because if you get COVID and you're really sick and you're in the hospital, nobody can come and visit you. So therefore, you will die of loneliness. So, you know, don't wish for shit like that, right? So this lockdown, I mean, they mean business. And as I was watching the news this evening, you know, with all the snow that we got here in Southern Ontario, you know, families, you know, they, they took their kids um, tobogganing. So, you know, the news media, uh, the news reporters, you know, um, they're going to be out there just looking for stuff like this. You know, and they're going to be reporting on it. And, of course, you know, the news media in, in Toronto were out on the toboggan hills and Lots of people are out there and, you know, families, you know, huddled together and they're reporting that, you know, there is like, you know, a hundred people out here tobogganing, nobody's social distancing, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, what is our premier um, of Ontario going to say tomorrow? You know, when he comes on, on television to make another an announcement about COVID-19. You know, is he going to go out there and say, oh, we can't toboggan anymore? You know, it's like the ski hills are closed down. People can't go skiing. You know? Here, and like I said, here in London, you know, they can't use the outdoor ice rinks. But here they are skating in the city of Toronto on their outdoor public rink. You know, we, we either are in a lockdown or we're not. You know, they say, you know, go out and get your exercise. You know, take your kids out and play, you know, be outside. Nobody wants to be all cooped up in their houses. You know, here in Southern Ontario, we're in a lockdown for 28 days. You know, we've got to have some sort of outdoor activity that can be managed, you know, by the public, uh, uh, by the uh, public officials. You know, even on the toboggan hills. You know, they can make it so that um, so many people per day can use the hills for, for tobogganing and take your kids outdoor and, and have a blast doing that. Um, you know, before the, the lockdown took place on our, on our public skating rinks, outdoor rinks, um, they were managing that. And then, you know, all of a sudden, well, we can't just 
get her skates on and take her kids, you know, for a couple of laps around the rink. You know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if the city doesn't want to spend the money on hiring people to do to do the, the uh, crowd control. Because they were doing it before the lockdown. You know, this morning <laughs> I went as far as to go get my coffee, you know, then come home, you know. I go outside to have a smoke, you know, get my fresh air doing that, <laughs> you know, so, you know, and then I'm thinking to myself, why did I take, why did I even take some time off? You know, I, you know, I could work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, then have Friday off for New Year's Day, you know, but no, you know, I decided to take this, this Christmas break you know, um, you know, I needed a break anyways, you know, because, you know, we all have COVID fatigue. You know, we're all restless. But the rules are the rules. You know, and, I, and, I, and I'm interested in to see So we could hear your podcast. I don't. I don't know what you mean by that. You can hear me, right? Oh, yeah. My time off. Yes. Yeah. My time off. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it gives me something to do, right? You know. So. Um, yeah, it just gives me more time to be out here. And talking to my fans and that so one thing I'm excited about though too because you know up here in the uh, great white north you know we have hockey you know we have the world juniors going on right now Yeah, that's absolutely right, Laura. Absolutely right. And um, yeah, so I've been watching uh, a couple of the games of Team Canada playing in the World Juniors out west in Edmonton, Alberta. You know, and then I'm excited about the NHL hockey starting on January the 13th. You know, so, you know, it's going to help, you know, pass time, you know, in the evenings after work when the hockey comes on. So I'm excited about that. Um, geez, you know, even going to work, you know, um, I do a lot of the uh, Toronto runs. And um, have a you know a couple of deliveries in the morning. Sit around waiting for uh, freight to bring back to the yard. You know, it just makes the days go long. You know, 
So, you know, I would be sitting in, in, in Toronto some days, you know, you know, three or four hours, you know, waiting to um, pick up freight to bring back so our U.S. drivers can take the freight to the United States. And that, so, and that's the only thing basically what's going to be, you know, going on is manufacturing. You know, it's going to be pretty much, you know, like the first initial lockdown that we had back in the springtime. And I just hope after these 28 days that we don't get extended for another 28 days. Like Toronto has already, you know, they're in that situation, the city of Toronto. They were in the lockdown before we were. You know the city of London, and then when the lockdown took effect um, right across here in Ontario, that extended Toronto's twenty-eight days. You know, so uh, you know what? I, I really don't know what to tell you. You know, it's just um, it's really frustrating. You know, for all of us. You know, and the businesses that can open, you know, the essential services that we need, you know, our pharmacies, our grocery stores. We have a Costco here. They're allowed to open because they sell food. You know, and that, but uh, the, the, you know, we can do online shopping, you know, and there's nothing that, Right now, there's nothing that I even want to buy, you know, to make myself feel better. You know, you go online, you order it, you got to wait two, three days for it. It's not like you can just go out there and grab it and come home, you have it, you know. So I'm not even really up to doing any online shopping right now, you know. Christmas, you know, Christmas, that, that, that's, you know, that was for my grandkids, you know, so I got all my Christmas done, you know, you know, before this lockdown and that, so, you know, we were able to go to the stores, buy it, I got it, you know, wrap it, take it over to my daughters so the grandkids can, can open it up Christmas morning, which, you know, we did FaceTime. And watch them do do that. So that was really different, you know, from going over there every Christmas morning. So you know, just getting, I guess, just getting tired, you know. But uh, coming out here, you know, talking to everybody, you know. Um, try, you know, try to take these things off my mind, but, you know, these stories just keep popping up, you know, you can't help not talk about them, you know, about people breaking the rules, you know, when, you know, a lot of us are, are doing everything that we're supposed to be doing, 
and then you you just see you know it'll be interesting to see you know two weeks from now you know with these hundred people whether any of them will test positive we we'll have to see what happens out of that when people gather in large groups and 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 if you want to go into the big box stores that that are allowed to open because they sell groceries i mean who wants to stand out in a lineup you know they can only have 25 percent capacity in these big box stores so who wants to go and wait in line where the lineup goes all the way around the building I mean, is it really worth it? You know, I mean, was it really necessary, you know, for you to go to the big box store when you could just go to the grocery store? You know, for me to be standing out in a lineup and it may be two, three hours, you know, before you even get in the store. Uh, just a waste of my time you know i went out today because you know i had to get gas in my car you know i had to grab my morning coffee you know you know that's that's my, that's my fuel you know that jump starts my heart in the morning getting that coffee you know, so, you know, I got to do that. And um, it's not far to go for that, you know. Don't have, can't go inside anyways into the, into the coffee shop. Just go through the drive-thru, drive-thru and get what you want and go be on your way. Come home, you know. And, uh, yeah, well, so getting gas, I mean, this, 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 the streets. You know, they're pretty much deserted. You know? Now, when I go back to work next Tuesday, you know, we're still going to be in this lockdown. And the highways are going to be empty. Trucks will be rolling down the roadways. Some cars here and there, depending, you know, what they're doing and why are you out there anyway you know where are you traveling to and why you know just like we were asked you know not to to gather in large family groups over christmas um don't uh you know basically don't get on an airplane to travel You know, and uh, people are still doing it. You know, for whatever reasons they they they, they deem necessary. And I, you know, I get it. You know, everybody misses everybody. Everybody misses friends. Everybody misses family. And you know, I know they're not doing it out of spite. You know, they want to see, they want to see family. 
but you know, we really have to be careful. You know, because we don't want any, we, we don't want people getting sick from this. And, and the unfortunate thing is people are getting sick from this and people are dying from this. You know, I can, I can go see my parents um, who live in a retirement home. And um, I'm probably going to go uh, uh, tomorrow, you know. Um, I don't want to be going there a lot because, I mean, there's other family members, like, uh, you know, people who have, or people who have their parents living there, you know, they want to keep it down to a minimum as well, right? And how I'm able to see my parents there is because I'm deemed an essential caregiver for them. So I'm allowed to go there. And that's how they keep it to a minimum of, of visitors in this particular retirement home. But there are, um, you know, nursing homes um, in, in the Toronto area and especially in Quebec where they're, you know, again, dealing with COVID-19. And there's one in particularly in, in uh, Toronto where, you know, limited staff because they do have an outbreak there. And now they're gonna have to get the uh, Red Cross involved, you know, to get in there to, to care for the people that have to stay in these retirement homes or nursing homes. Hospitals here in, in the city of London, um, the one major, major hospital, um, they had an outbreak on every floor. Another hospital here in the city, they had uh, an outbreak on a couple of floors. And these are places where that, you know, that shouldn't be happening. But it is. So even going to a hospital, you know, could just land you into one because the COVID is going around there as well. And that's why our medical officers and the chief medical officers here in Ontario, you know, were calling for this lockdown. So now here we are dealing with this. But this morning I was out here and I was talking about, because um, there was still, you know, um, some of that story left 
of um, of um, um, homelessness here in in Canada, and um, welcome to the show, Hunter. Thank you for joining us. I was just going over this stuff about you know this crap with this COVID, you know, but um. Find out where I left off of here. Just take me a couple seconds here to, to scroll down through this stuff here. Because actually, you know, it's quite the story. You know, um, how many pages um, this goes with. I, I talked this morning about um, homeless people and their pets. So that show is up from this morning. Um, you can go back and, and listen listen to that part of it. And then that was uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I covered I covered um, I covered that whole part this morning on on homeless people and their pets. And then um, did I cover this one here? I don't think I covered this one here. Yes. Yes. Um. Gosh darn. I. I think I did. Yeah, I probably did do that part of it. Should mark my pages of what I've done already. That's what I should have done. But I didn't. Oh, so this part here is um, women's transition um, um, to housing. So, this is a women's transition to housing. Um, it's designed to prevent uh, a one-time shelter user from becoming a chronic long-term users um, by providing privacy, safety, and all the, all the supports necessary to quickly rehouse women within a span of 12 months, rapidly rehousing this group of women is critical in preventing chronic homelessness and the mental and physical deterioration associated with long-term shelter use. So the staff promote life skills, self-determination, independence, and organize workshops on such things as stress management, health promotion, money management, budgeting, cooking, etc. Uh, Women's Bakery. Uh, this is a program for women who are seeking empowering training and employment opportunities. Um, using baking um, as a tool, we foster um, employment and uh, and um, I'm losing my train of thought here. Sorry. Um, 
entrepreneurship and equipment. Um, just, you know, for practical and transferable skills for the working world. Participants gain skills through a three-month education and training segment, followed by a three-month paid placement. And the Women's Bakery tackles barriers while, while providing opportunities for personal and professional growth, leading upwards, you know, monthly and sustainable improved circumstances. You know, our social services and, uh, you know, the people um, who work in, in these in these shelters um, you know they, they're they're on the front lines but they're working behind the lines you know to help individuals um, men and women and also um, the youth as well So the programs, you know, they, they, they try to put together, um, is really helpful. It really is. You know, as I said to, uh, on my program about this subject too, that, you know, homelessness has been going on for decades. You know, now, you know, across Canada, you know, it has, has hit a crisis. And we can wonder why and how did it get so bad? And um, how long was it, you know, really ignored for? you know, before, you know, more and more shelters popping up, you know, for, for individuals. And, um, you know, here in the city where I live in, um, the city purchased, I don't know, seven or, seven or eight different uh, um, trailers that they had to um, um, re-outfit you know, and um, have spaces for up to, you know, 30 individuals who needed it. You know, with this COVID going on, a city of London, they, they were, um, you know, housing, um, people were homeless um, in motels and, and paying for those rooms. You know, because, you know, can't have all these people, you know, all in the same building, you know, in, in these shelters. So, you know, the homelessness, you know, is a, a desperate situation, regardless of what season it is. But to be homeless during a Canadian winter can be especially Harrowing. You know, it gets cold up here in the old Great White North. So this was just, you know, in the beginning of 2019, there was uh, 27 cold weather alerts issued by the City of Toronto in 2019. 
27, they issued 27 um, cold weather alerts last winter, where the temperatures dropped to minus 15 below zero. In conditions like these, there's a high risk of weather-related health problems such as frost, frostbite, hypothermia, and people who are homeless are especially at risk. Because they're going to, you know, even when the shelters fill up over the winter months, you know, um, there are still people, you know, who don't want to go to shelters. And the people that work in these services, they go out looking for these people in the hopes to um, coax them into um, a warm place. And some, and some of them just simply refuse. So they come with extra blankets and everything that they, they may need because you can't make people go anywhere. You can't grab them by the arm and drag them to the shelter if they don't want to go. You know, during during the winter, um, the city operated shelters see an increase in visits and often work at over their capacity. You know, 24-7 emergency shelters. Uh, this one particular one, uh, they see over two, 200 people every night. As an organization, this is the, the supports the city, uh, city's homeless population. People often turn to us when they see someone out in the cold and ask, what can I do to help? You know, we have um, vacant um, buildings here in the city. You know, um, they could be using those a, a shelter for for the homeless, you know, especially in the winter time. You know, when these places, you know, are overflowing with people. So donations are always, always um, a great way to. Um, help these organizations and help these shelters. You know, um, even your local food banks, you know, because they also will provide um, food to the shelters as well. You know, so for, for the winter time, you know, if you can, you know, give warm coats, boots, and clothing to a shelter. You know, some people enter our shelters with almost nothing. There have been people who have walked through our doors during a freezing cold night without a coat or a hat or even shoes on their feet. During the winter months, we are always in need of warm winter coats, long pants, boots, sweaters, hats, and mittens. 
and even donate to a, a, a to a, a charity is another way to help um, with these donations and that the, these uh, your, these uh, donations will go to support our shelters and the emergency shelters that means warm clothing warm meals and a warm safe place for people to stay when the temperature are falling below freezing and that's why with these um, trailers that the city bought um, for up to 30 people they have their their own individual um, room to sleep in and then they have a, a big enough trailer that um, you know it's like a common space so they can get uh, a warm beverage coffee or tea snacks a shower you know so homelessness you know is you know it's, it's a big problem and you know the social services and the people that work in these social services are our uh, our mayor of the city um you know because you know back a couple of years when he was running for mayor he said that he is going to you know step up and, and help with the homelessness we've had three new buildings go up in the city for affordable housing and they're working on more So, you know, I mean, we can, we can only do what we can do, you know, so to help these people, you know, because it's not like, you know, it's not like they're all hiding anywhere. You know, I did talk about the hidden population of homelessness where they, will stay with friends, couch surf as much as they can. But even the ones on the street are visible. They're there. And we see them every day. You may see them on the street corner or, or in the middle of the road asking for change or they're sitting in front of a a, uh, a restaurant you know with a sign you know please help i'm hungry and it's you know ages from you know 13 to 25 you know, even includes the youth. Our veterans of our military become homeless. People who work on minimum wage, you know, potentially in situations like this in a pandemic, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, 
could be one step away from being homeless. Mental illness, addiction, plays a factor in homelessness. So anybody who would like to make a comment, Welcome. I'm all ears tonight. So I think that took me a couple of days to, to get through that article. That was a pretty big article. But, you know, I think it's something, you know, that was needed to, to talk about. You know, it's a problem that needs to be um, addressed. And it's a, it's a discussion that people should be having. So that's why I thought I would bring up that topic. To get the, you know, basically, you know, get the, the awareness out there. Now, oh good, my internet's not really that slow tonight. What else is happening in this great big world of ours? Any good news out there? Is there any like really good news out there? You ever come across like really good news? Like, I don't know. Look at Canada here. You know, a police vehicle was ramped during a Christmas Eve chase in northern Alberta. Well, there's some news for you. Ramming a cop car. Unbelievable. I wonder if they ever get stuck in snow if you're chasing somebody. You know, cops chasing somebody and, you get, and they get uh, stuck in snow. Um, does the passenger of each vehicle get out and try to push? I don't know. That'd be something to see. No, just hockey out here, you know. Oh, the other night there, um, when Canada was uh, playing Germany in the, in the uh, World Juniors, Canada beat Germany uh, 16 to 2. That was just a blowout. That was just unbelievable. And then we won um, who did we play? I think we played Slovakia last night. I think we beat them 4-1. Something like that. 
So, you know, when, when a hockey game gets, you know, when they get the score up that high, you know, 16, 16 to 3, or I'm sorry, 16 to 2, you know, it's just, I mean, what do you do? You, you, you keep cheering, you know, because your, 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 your team keeps scoring, you know? You turn the game off because there's no way the other team's going to come back and, and win. You know, no, we Canadians, we will sit there and we will watch the whole game. And we'll just sit there and just say, that's brutal. That is just brutal. And we'd feel for the other team for a moment. And then we'll get over it, you know, and cheer our team on some more. You know, <laughs> that's hockey for you. That's hockey fans for you. You know, the 16, 16 goals to three, or to two goals. Unbelievable. Go Canada. Yeah, maybe we can win back-to-back -back goals. Hopefully we can. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just flipping through this stuff here and see what's see what's going on here. It's just uh, coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. Is there not any other news out there besides you know coronavirus? Top stories. What's in the top stories categories out here? Uh, let's see what's going on there. Yeah, see, you know. Nope, don't you know, see coronavirus. God, man. These news reporters, man, they gotta find something else. You know? Gotta go out there and. You gotta get out there and see what. Uh, people are doing you know so they can so they can report back and say oh my god there was like so many people on this toboggan hill having fun oh my goodness sakes gotta report that I don't know yeah see when I when I click on click on the world, yeah, a lot of stuff about the United States. Also, want to hear, you know, but you know what's going on, you know, in the United States. I don't have to tell you that. Everybody knows what's going on there. Then I got my feed. I don't know what's going on in my feed? You know, I guess it just brings up other stuff that I that I would look at, and you know, it thinks that I like it or something. You know, oh, because you because you read this story, here's another story for you. You know, whether it's relevant to the story that I read. 
So, did you, uh, I was gonna, oh, I was gonna ask uh, Pink Squirrel. Did, did you, did you um, go back on, on, the, on, on the air last night after 1.30 or did you just call it quits for the night? I don't know if she's still there. Did she leave? No, I think she, no, she's still there. She's still there. I don't know, but I liked. Um, I gotta say that um, I liked your uh, intro and uh, your outro of your show. That was uh, that's pretty cool. I gotta figure that stuff out because. You know, I'm just inept when it comes to when it comes to stuff like that. So I just, you know, use the music here on podcast and, and introduce myself. <laughs> what do you do, right? I don't know. I'm probably lucky that I can even get on the internet. Probably even lucky that I even remember my passwords to get on the internet. But uh, so, how was your day? I mean, what's what's uh, anything new and exciting? Anything special you did today? Just kick around the house like I did. That's pretty much my day except for doing my show this morning and, and doing my show this evening, which is always, uh, it's always fun to do it. You know? And that, and I was like, I was like really, you know, when I, when I signed in and everything, you know, around 10 PM tonight and, um, you know, I, you know, went to, you know, check to see what was going on on Podbean and um, I hit a, I, I, I hit a record high of downloads for one day. I was like, wow, that's crazy. 81 in, 81 in one day. I was ecstatic. I was ecstatic about that. Never before. I thank you for everybody out there that downloaded and listened to the show. I hope that you enjoy it. You know, what's important is, is that uh, you, the listeners, you know, that you enjoy it, you know, um, whether you follow me, um, afterwards, I mean, that's entirely up to you, but I do appreciate it, you know, that's awesome, you know, and doing this too, I mean, you know, to have, uh, to, to be doing a podcast and, you know, like a year ago, yeah, yeah, this January would be one year, and, um, uh, what's really funny is that, um, I was listening to our local radio station and uh, it's the uh, Taz and Jim show 
on FM 96 here in, here in the city of London. So, uh, so it'd be like last, last December because I didn't, I didn't start the podcasting until, um, January, early January. And, um, radio stations and I, and I didn't know this, um, when they're doing their, their live morning shows, um, they're also recording a podcast, you know, because during their, their show in the morning, they're stay, they, they would say, you know, um, listen to the Taz and Jim show on your favorite podcast. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell's a podcast? You know, so I finish work, you know, I get home, you know, kind of forgot about it for, for a bit. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, podcast, let's look up, let's look up some podcast. What is a podcast? You know? And then, you know, I, I thought to myself, could I actually do that? You know, and I'm thinking, you know, how am I going to keep, how am I going to keep people engaged? You know, um, will I get any listeners? Um, you know, the time invested, you know, buy the things that you need. Um, find a, 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 a provider, you know, so just doing searches and all this kind of stuff and still hemming and hawing about it, you know. But at the end of the day, and, you know, here I'm coming up to um, one year, I think it's something like January the 3rd or something like that was my very first one. Um, thinking, wow, I did it. Jumped in with both feet. Not knowing anything about it. You know, and I'm happy that I did. Really happy that I did. You know, and then listen to others, others, uh, uh, people's um, podcasts and stuff like that. They got some really neat stuff. You know, um, I joined um, Pink Squirrel and, and Laura last night um, on, on theirs. And you know, they're just talking about this and that and everything, you know, carrying on laughing and stuff. And, you know, more and more people are coming on, listening. You know, I mean, it doesn't, you know, the, the podcast doesn't... Um, necessarily just have to be um you know one thing but there are park podcasts that are like you know people like love, love their sports you know um they'll talk football they'll talk hockey they'll talk baseball um and so on and so forth you know even the even the uh, uh professional um um sport anchors out there you know um they do podcasts, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're like in the, in the top 10 in, in the world, you know, and, um, 
myself and like others out there, we're just, we're this, the little guys. But we have, yeah, overworld news. And, you know, we, we have what we want to talk about. You know, um, time and time again, I, you know, I'll come out and, um, you know, talk about the, uh, the industry in the trucking industry and that um, uh, with the, um, the people behind the scenes, you know, um, but it's quiet, you know, it's quiet in, in, in this field right now, you know, because, you know, we're not having, we're not having meetings, you know, um, So there's really not much to, you know, talk about in the industry, you know, just basically that, you know, goods are flowing, um, you know, between the United States and Canada, you know, to, um, you know, help keep uh, both economies um, moving the best way that we can. But uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, I was thinking, you know, when I, you know, when I, when I did do it too, like starting out too, I was talking about um, road safety and uh, that sort of stuff. And I got like, I just got tons, tons of stuff on, on, uh, on road safety, rules of the road. You know, um, careless driving, dangerous driving, drunk driving, you know, all this stuff on there. And that was back, you know, um, early January and that. But uh, I can always go back and, and uh, you know, bring those topics back up again uh, because they're quite interesting when it comes to um, the law and the rules of the road. And that, so there's just tons and tons of, of stuff, you know, that people, that people like to talk about and that, uh, yeah, absolutely. But I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that I slept in the way I did this morning. And I went right, I went right to bed after um, talking with, with, with Laura in, in, Squirrel on um, whose podcast it whose whose podcast is it anyway? You know, and then waking up at ten o'clock in the morning—that's crazy. That's crazy. I should have been up like, you know, at least seven thirty, eight o'clock this morning. You know. But whose fault is it anyways? My fault because I stayed up late. That's that's what it is. You know, 
and miss and miss the time that I'm supposed to be be out here on the air, you know, and leave people sitting there, you know, staring at the screen and saying, "Where's Trucker? Trucker's supposed to be out here at nine o'clock in the morning." And like tonight, you know, nine p.m. And here I am at ten ten o'clock. You know, leave people sitting there staring at the screen, you know, waiting, waiting for me to come out here, you know, getting anxious. You know, is, is Trucker going to be, is Trucker going to be a no-show? You know, you know, it's like waiting, waiting for, uh, you know your, your 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 favorite band to come on stage after the first act. You know, are they coming out? Are they going to come out? It's been a half hour already. Are they going to come out? Yeah, we the crazy Canucks. Great White North. That's hilarious. Just hilarious. Yeah, so tonight after my show, I'm gonna spend a little bit of time looking looking for stuff. I might you know, I might, you know, I'm looking at the very, you know, top of my favorite list here and you know gosh man, I just from from Stuff I saved on on my laptop is, you know, um, I should do I should do a show on on uh, uh, stunt driving and uh, in the uh, in the tickets in the uh, uh, penalties that go that go with with that here in Ontario and these penalties are pretty severe. When it becomes when it, when you're doing uh, thirty miles an hour over the speed limit, the fines are are pretty nasty. So I'll touch base with it. I'll touch base with that one uh, tomorrow evening. I think just go back and, and, and rehash. You know some of this stuff and, and give you that uh, that general idea of you know what uh, these these uh, penalties uh, entail um, for careless driving and dangerous driving here in Ontario, Canada. Because it's pretty. These fines are pretty steep. These penalties are pretty steep. Something that you don't want to do. So, I will, I will leave it here tonight. And um, I'll be back on tomorrow night at 9 p.m.
Yeah, sure, trucker. You'll be late again. I know it. I know it. I'll put 9 p.m. up there, and it'll be like 10 p.m. when I come back on. I'm going, oh, sorry. You know, got caught up in this show again. Well, that's probably what will happen to me. But thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me here on the Trucking Podcast. And to all the people who download the show and follow and come on the show, I thank you for doing that. And a thank you out there to all of our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors, our nurses, our paramedics, our police, our fire departments. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Have a great evening, everybody. I hope to see you tomorrow night. Take care.